My name is Kunal, and welcome to the Geeks of the Valley podcast, which connects with some of the brightest minds globally who are leading their respective industries today to discuss the hottest upcoming industry trends and how their work is affecting the global economy. This morning from Singapore, we have an ex-BNY Mellon and Tribe Group executive joining us. Please welcome the current co-founder and managing partner from 1982 Ventures, Hurston Elton Powers. Hurston, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thanks for having me on. Great to speak to you and uh, love what you're doing with the podcast. No, thank you. And you guys have always been a really a big supporter of it. Last time we had your other 1982 Ventures uh, co-founder, Scott, join us as one of our first venture capital guests uh, on our podcast. But uh, that being said, uh, what has the team been up to since the last time we spoke? I hear you have some uh, really exciting uh, developments uh, in place. Yeah, it's been a, a very exciting and, and busy, busy time. Launching a fund during a global pandemic uh, will, will definitely keep you busy. I'll put it that way. So um, we, we've been working hard and basically trying to build a, a fund that founders want to work with and, and that LPs uh, can get behind uh, in, in our mission, which is finding the best fintech founders across Southeast Asia that are going to transform financial services in this market. So uh, we've been busy making sure that we get into the best deals, supporting our portfolio companies, uh, and attracting uh, the best LPs and co-investors that we can that, that really want to, to be a part of, of building the next best seed fund in, in Southeast Asia. So it's, it's been incredibly busy, even uh, without the, uh, the excessive travel that, that you would have expected. Um, we're, we're, we're busy cross, uh, crisscrossing around the, the globe, but via Zoom. I'm happy to hear that. And from what I understand, right, you guys are about 12 months into uh, raising your first fund. Um, what has the process kind of been like so far? And what have been some of the most exciting milestones uh, you've achieved uh, till date? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the process has has been challenging, uh, to be frank. The, the, the pandemic did not help uh, with regards to, to raising a first-time fund. Uh, with that said, we had an advantage in the sense we had a very clear idea of what we wanted to build and what our investment strategy uh, was. And that has resonated with uh, LPs that, that see the world that, that we do. So uh, the process has been getting out there and, and introducing 1982 Ventures uh, as the, the, the next best seed fund in Southeast Asia that it has the ability to get access to the highest quality uh, investments uh, in Southeast Asia, uh, and, and and that's no small feat. Um, I'm I'm sure there there are many VCs in the market uh, thinking, how did 1982 get into this deal, or how did I not see this company? And and that's just a, a testament to the groundwork that that my partner and I have been been laying for the, the past five years in this region, uh, supporting founders, uh, in expanding our network uh, uh, across segments, uh, whether it's corporates investors, founders, doing whatever we can to make sure that if, if you're thinking about launching a fintech startup, that, that we're the first port of call. Uh, we, we're more than likely going to be your first VC check that you get as well. And even if you're not ready, we're, we're going to be able to support and, and, and guide you. So uh, that's really been what we've been doing is building that brand, that, that credibility, that reputation that founders want to work with. And, and I think that uh, separates us from the, the angels that are dabbling in this market, the generalist funds that don't understand fintech or, or unable to 
to really support companies uh, with respect to fintech business models and and the network. That's that's really what's uh, pushed us along in, in this journey. I think the the other great thing is that we're doing this in the most attractive market in the world. Southeast Asia, uh, compared to all other emerging markets, uh, is is about to see a renaissance that um, can only be described what China and India have uh, already experienced, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Uh, with Grab's uh, listing in the U.S. Uh, coming up, we're going to see more and more investors uh, finally get it that Southeast Asia with the has the best macro, the best demographics uh, that of any market in the world, and we're just getting started. Uh, the, the the investment opportunity in my mind for for early stage venture capital, there's no better place to do it in Southeast Asia. And when it comes to this. Uh, point you had alluded to of guidance and support of startups. What have been some of the most recent exciting portfolio investments uh, you've had? Yeah, it's hard to choose one. You know, <laughs> we we're extremely proud of of the portfolio that we've we've built uh, with regards to our investments across the region. We are at the vanguard of seed stage and fintech investing. I mean, we've we've backed Brick in Indonesia, which is a financial API player consider it the plaid of Southeast Asia that has executed so well that they're already um, the market leader with regards to bank account coverage, to API calls. They are just killing it. And we're incredibly lucky to have backed these founders as their first VC check. And they happen to be the first Southeast Asian investment of Better Tomorrow Ventures, uh, the, the U.S. fintech fund. So, you know, it's very exciting to see that company go from strength to strength in such a, a short uh, period of time. Fundin is a company that we backed in Vietnam. Again, first money in. Um, it takes two themes that are incredibly attractive right now. One, Vietnam is a market that most investors want to get access to. Most investors don't have the network or the on-the-ground knowledge to, to actually deploy there. Uh, the, the thing that Fundin does is they do a pure buy-now, pay-later model, so similar to Afterpay. And you combine one of the hottest markets with one of the hottest fintech segments, uh, and you got a very attractive company. Uh, once we announced this deal, uh, Strategics and other VC funds have been knocking on their door, and we've just had to hold them back and say, this company is signing up some of the biggest brands in Vietnam right now. We'll let you know when they're ready to raise. So really excited to, to announce that deal and to see the, the positive reaction uh, from that. Uh, we backed Homebase in Vietnam, which was the first Vietnamese startup to be accepted to Y Combinator. Uh, they actually invited us to that round. We backed Infina, which is the Robin Hood of, of Vietnam. And, and, and that model of, of uh, individual and retail stock trading on online brokerage is incredible in Vietnam. It's, it's probably better, one of the best markets for this model uh, for, 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 for a variety of reasons I can get into. Uh, so, I mean, th those are just a few. Uh, we were the first investor into a, a fintech that brought a completely, completely new fintech business model to Southeast Asia. Uh, Wagely is doing earned wage access. This has been going on for years in, in Europe and the U.S. And Wagely was the first fintech in Southeast Asia to launch this model and has done incredibly well uh, with and, and clearly the market leader. So, I mean, there's many other companies that I could, I could go into, but those are just a few that, that come off the top of my mind. So it, it's hard to choose one. Uh, we're excited about the entire portfolio and, and very proud of, of our ability to, to get access to these deals. Wow, just some really exciting investments you guys have in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we haven't even announced. <laughs> I guess I'm announcing it right now. Uh, so th this company um, has been under the radar, but um, just 
doing the work, as we say. Uh, incredible founding team and uh, executing at, at, at some of the highest levels. So what, what we're really excited about is that we don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, many of the, the fintech business model, the playbook is written. It's about localizing and moving as fast as possible to, to, to gain adoption and, and market credibility. So in the first wave of, of fintechs in, in Southeast Asia, it was heavily dominated by e-wallets and peer-to-peer lending, very important aspects of the fintech ecosystem. But now the market is so much more developed and the opportunities are, are so much clearer now that we're seeing I'd say more sophisticated fintech business models being brought to the region. Uh, and it, I wouldn't say it's a, a copy paste, but the, the opportunity is that all of the big fintechs and actually the most valuable VC backed companies around the world, such as Stripe or Klarna, all of those are, haven't gotten to scale in Southeast Asia. They're really just starting. So probably the most exciting thing is that we're seeing the start of, what, of, of a journey that we know where the end, end place is. And for Southeast Asia, the fintech ecosystem, while maybe talked about a lot, is still very, very young. And coming in at seed stage allows us to get access to what are definitely going to be the, the, the next big tech companies in this region. And they'll all come from the fintech sector. And, and really potential unicorns here, right? As I hear a lot of uh, venture money and just liquidity in the markets uh, is, is moving in, right? A lot of dry powder out there. Yeah, it's incredible. I, we saw a incredible Series A round for Ajib, which is an online uh, trading platform in, in Indonesia. Their competitor, Bibit, two weeks later, did another huge round. Uh, we're starting to see more uh, institutional VCs from the US getting into this market. It's, uh, it's, it's really the right time to, to have built a strong fintech portfolio because uh, the, the next wave of money is coming in uh, and it's, it's only going to make the ecosystem better where we've attracted LPs from, from the US and from Europe who have already done this. We, we've got investors that actually run their own VC fintech funds. Uh, we've got founders of, of fintechs that have, have scaled and they have become such a valuable resource for our portfolio companies. Our portfolio companies, once they, once they are part of the 1982 family, get access to basically a fintech army of of individuals and organizations that want to see them succeed and fulfill the mission of transforming financial services and getting access to financial services in Southeast Asia. So it's, a, it's an incredible time to be here. We, we have a, a, a mentor um, who, who basically told us, you know, Southeast Asia is the right market and you just need to get in the way. <laughs> We're doing our best to, to, to make sure that if anybody's looking at a great fintech startup, uh, that 1982 is on the cap table. So, Hurston, in regards to the LPs that you had, you know, alluded to investing in your fund, uh, what type of strategic investors have you had on board so far? It's a great question. I mean, for, for a first-time fund, every investor for us is strategic. We, we appreciate and, and are humbled by the support that, that our LPs are giving uh, to us, and not just in the, the confidence that they have and trust in, in, our, in our fund to, to achieve uh, very outsized returns and become one of the best performing funds in the region. Uh, but the, the confidence that they have in our ability to get access to the best deals and co-invest alongside us. So I, 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 I want to say that whether it's a, a individual, a fintech executive, uh, a GP of a fund that just wants to look and learn a bit more uh, about, about Southeast Asia as they, as they begin to dip their, their, um, 
toes in, in the water here, uh, families in the region that may have a core traditional business or even a, a, a traditional financial services business that want access to exciting new fintech business models that they can plug into their ecosystem and partner with uh, and not just get the, those financial returns. That, that's a huge value for, for 1982 and, and um, uh, our portfolio companies. So really, there's no particular split that you're looking for in regards to these LPs, right? We want a balanced LP base. What we want more than that is organizations and people that believe in what we are building. And what we are building is the next best performing fund manager in Southeast Asia that's focused on the fintech investment opportunity in Southeast Asia. If you want to have access to this asset class, to, to these investments, to these exciting companies, then we want to talk to you because we add value beyond just our, our monthly update uh, that you get or the, or the financial returns. With our fund, you are speaking to the decision makers every day. Uh, myself and my partner, we make the decisions, we manage the investments, and, and we are there attempting to add value to our LP base whichever way we can. And that comes in many different ways. Some of our LPs purely want to be a part of this journey and want to see their money grow. Absolutely fine. We can do that. Other LPs want access to the deals that we do. The fact is, if you're a family office, you're, you're an angel investor, you're not getting invited to the rounds that we're doing. And with, with uh, LP check-in to 1982, you actually get a seat at the table at the seed stage, at the series A, at the series B. So any LP that wants access and wants to be able to see these companies uh, progress, that's, that's what we're giving. So no, I don't have a split. I just want committed, highly motivated LPs that want to see 1982 become the best performing seed fund in the region. And when kind of looking at China, India, and Latin America, what has really happened out there? And are you seeing very similar trends happening here in ASEAN? Absolutely. And we get to basically look into the future when we look at other emerging markets that are ahead of Southeast Asia with regards to startup, VC, and, and fintech, as it were. So many of the business models that have worked in the, the fast-growing emerging markets where financial services um, have not kept up to the digital economy, we can learn from some of the success stories there. It's not a perfect match every time, but at least we can start to develop our themes and thesis based on what we know is happening on the ground in Indonesia and Vietnam and the Philippines and Singapore across the region. So we can, we can basically look into the future to see how does a young rising middle class that is adopting technology and has access to the internet in, in, in a very widespread way, how does that affect the way that financial services are being consumed by individuals and by businesses themselves? So we can look at all of those learnings from those markets, take it to Southeast Asia and find the best founders that understand their market and, and how to grow these businesses. So it's not gonna be exactly the same where every market in Southeast Asia will, will, will develop at, at a different pace. But the, the things that have happened in, in, in China, India, and Latin America, and in, I would even say Africa from a FinTech development um, are just starting in Southeast Asia. With that said, we can still look to developed markets like the US and Europe uh, for, for more learnings and insights about which models to, to, to back and what are some of the earned insights for the founders in those markets that can help develop product for our portfolio companies 
here? What are the right hooks? What are the, 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 the hurdles that they should expect from when they're going from zero to one? So this, this is an incredible advantage that Southeast Asia has. Um, not just the, the, the natural advantages of the fast growing market and the young population and the huge population, that's, that's, that's baseline. What, what matters is, is that the development of the FinTech ecosystem and the startup and VC ecosystem is at a place that 1982 is in a position to get access to the best deals by looking at what's happened in, in other markets and making sure that we, we remember that Southeast Asia is not a monolith and that you cannot compare China to Southeast Asia or India to Southeast Asia as a one-to-one -one match. But there's plenty of insights that we can learn when we, when we make our investments. So recently, Kirsten, 1982 Ventures has announced this really strategic investment partnership with South Korea's Infobank, C&D Venture Partners, and BTC Investment. Can you tell us more about this and what this in partnership uh, entails for the long term? Sure. No, we're, we're extremely proud of this partnership as, as being the selected partner for this uh, consortium of Korean investors that are looking for more access to Southeast Asia. And this may have been getting to the, to the point you were making about where is the interest coming from? So it's not just the US and Europe and, and, and China, but uh, very large markets uh, and highly advanced markets like, like Korea are looking at Southeast Asia as the, the next investment opportunity for themselves. And we were selected based on our expertise in, in FinTech. They see the opportunity and they wanted a partner that was gonna be able to bring the best co-investments to them as they expand their investment portfolio into Southeast Asia. They're very excited about deploying into this, into this region, but they just don't have the on-the-ground network or the on-the-ground experience and, and uh, expertise to effectively deploy. And to be frank, uh, by partnering with us, we're going to ensure that uh, Infobank, CN Ventures, and BTC Investment get access to the highest quality deals. That's, that's, that's what we're built for. So the each partner in that in that partnership provides something special uh, to 1982. Whether it's access to very advanced technology, whether it's access to to capital uh, from LP commitment and co-investment, or or even helping to expand uh, our our foray into uh, what's a very exciting on on the uh, crypto and Bitcoin exchange side. So we're we're extremely proud of this partnership. We'll be announcing more of, of these. Um, strategic invest investors that are that are partnering with 1982 to get access to Southeast Asia uh, early stage venture capital. Kirsten, to wrap up our call with our last question for today, uh, what piece of life advice uh, would you give to our listeners out there? Yeah, I, I, I feel that maybe I'm not qualified <laughs> to, to give uh, life advice, but I, I can at least share what, what's, what's worked for me. And the, the things that have, the one theme that I would say that has helped me throughout my entire career uh, and, and even personal life is to, to not wait and, and to, to get started as, as quickly as possible, even if you're not, you're not ready. Um, anytime that I've waited too long uh, to execute on, on what I know is, is the right direction, uh, I've always regretted it. So. Uh, it's something that I that I have to do uh, as as a, as a very thoughtful person. I have to be very intentional about that about that energy to to push forward, uh, even with uncertainty. And I know that in my my personal life and uh, throughout my career, the the times where I felt most gratified and saw the best results 
uh, is when I knew a decision was right and I, and I started immediately and got moving forward. So it's, um, it's kind of a funny motto we have at 1982 Ventures and it's just two words, let's go. And it, it really embodies the spirit that, that we try to, to bring when we're working with our portfolio companies, with our, with our LPs. And it's something that I'm trying to instill in my, in my two boys as well, to, to not wait for the opportunities to come to you and to, to, to get moving, to get started and, and, don't, and, and don't regret uh, waiting, waiting too long. So that, that'd be uh, some of the advice that I'd give. But I guess another thing that I, that I have to be intentional about is that building a, a leading seed fund is no different than building a, a great company in, in my view. We, we, it's a hard, hard grind to do so. But the thing that I've, that I've been intentional is to make sure I enjoy the process uh, because there's nothing else that I'd rather do. I'm fully committed and have the strongest conviction that, that we will succeed and we are, we are focused on, on the right opportunity and we're, we're building the right firm. Uh, but when, when things are getting tough or rough where it's just hard, hard work, uh, I, I have to sit back and enjoy the process. And, and that's what I would say to every entrepreneur is don't, don't, don't feel alone. Uh, that you're doing something that you believe in, uh, enjoy it because you'll, you'll be looking back at, at these times. And I know if things go uh, sideways for me, I, I have a shoulder to cry on, right? Uh, which is you, Hurston. We can, we can cry and celebrate together. <laughs> true, true. And um, Hurston, for people who are interested in maybe catching a cup of coffee with you, uh, what would be the best point of contact or maybe just connecting with you over a call? Yeah, just reach out. Uh, my, my email is my name, Hurston at 1982.vc. Uh, I'll try my best to respond. Always happy to meet and connect with anybody that that is interested in what we're building and, and what we're doing. And that's, that's the best way to get in contact. Hurston, it was a pleasure having you on Geeks of the Valley. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you.